Welcome back, everyone, to the most magical podcast on the internet. The team is so excited, and I think you guys, our listeners and viewers, will be excited too. This is a highly requested video, all of our tips and tricks in one place. So here we go, the whole team with our tips and tricks episode. What is up, guys? Welcome back. We are so pumped about today's episode. Obviously, we have a ton of tips and tricks to give you, but I want to obviously first introduce my amazing co-host, Kara, as always. <laughs> and we also have our editor on here again, Sydney. Hi, guys. <laughs> and I'm very, very excited to announce that we have our social media manager on with us today, Amanda. Amanda, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Are you so excited? I am super excited to finally be on the podcast. I've been listening to you guys since you started, and now I've been with the team for almost two months, so I'm fine. I'm excited that I'm finally able to get on an episode. Yeah, we are. So I feel like people see a lot of our faces, but you do so much for the podcast. And first of all, we just want to say thank you just as a whole for everything you do. Yes. And welcome. I'm so excited. Yay, you're so sweet. I'm excited too. Thank you for having me. Cool, cool. All right, guys. So tips and tricks are insider tips, right? We all love Disney. We go to Disney all the time. Do y'all mind if I go first? Okay. Go I am so excited to hear y'all's that I'm going to literally be here like taking notes for your tips and tricks. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and get started go first. Okay. So my number one insider tip, I've said it a hundred times and I'm only going to say it briefly is stay after the park closes. That is, that will always be not my number one inside tip, right? But that's not in my top three. Now I'm going to do my top three. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so dine, do what? You're sneaky. You're adding an extra one. I'm adding an extra one. I'm sorry. Everyone should go ahead and think of an extra one right now because I feel like I just cheated. (laughs) So my number one tip that I chose, dining reservations, right? We all obsess over like getting the best ones, whether it's 60 days out, 30 days out, we're all like trying to get in on our favorite restaurants, right? So there is a dining reservation tip that I tell people all the time. So everyone knows that if you don't show up for your dining reservation, you get charged, right? If you don't show up or if you cancel within 24 hours, y'all know that, right? Very common, very thing. So I, there's been times in the parks where like, I cannot make that reservation. Like it's at the Polynesian and I'm in Hollywood studios and like, we're getting on like my boarding group is like, whatever it is, something comes up. My insider tip, my first one for today is that you guys, if all you have to do is call the dining reservation like hotline and let them know your situation and they will cancel that reservation and not charge you at all. That is my first insider tip. Did you guys know that? Don't stress. Don't stress about making those dining reservations. I did not know that, but that's very helpful because I have definitely stressed in Disneyland before. I had reservations at Blue Bayou, um, which is very hard to get into already. And it was like stressful all day and up until lunchtime to make those reservations. But that is very good to know. Yeah, absolutely. So don't stress too much, guys. Free breeze. If you call that number, make sure you call like at least within an hour of your reservation 
Um, and even if you're running late too, they seem to really appreciate, like I've been running late for reservations before. And I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be able to get there right at my reservation. And they're always super, I mean, it's Disney, like y'all know it's, they're super understanding about it. So that's my number one, my number two. Okay. My friends and I, we call it the five o'clock drop. Okay. Cause you know, Kara's going to talk about her rope dropping. I hope she is. I hope that's on your list, Kara, is it? It is. It is. Okay, <laughs> good. So my friends and I call it the five o'clock drop. And what happens is if you're in a park and five o'clock hits, everyone is starting to clear out, especially now that, you know, parks are closing a little bit earlier. Everyone kind of starts to drop off around five o'clock. So Guys, make sure you're like not leaving the park right when you guys get done with everything to go catch reservations. If you really want to like ride and get on those walk-on rides there at the end of the night, five o'clock drop. That's what me and my friends call it. And I'm just naming it right now. That's what it is. Five o'clock drop. <laughs> I'm glad that you're like are trademarking this because I'm just going to say, uh, I still have this in script. And I was like, what is she dropping on the floor? Are we dropping something off? Like, I was so confused with what five o'clock drop was. Okay, now I understand. Thank you. But when I read it in the script, I thought that she meant like, they literally drop at five o'clock because they're so tired. <laughs> like, no, it's yeah, like this a nap. Is, this is like, I that because she stays up late. So I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> No, 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 no. It's the five o'clock drop. So it's like rope drop, but at the end of the day, you can really get in line for those like longer rides that's normally like midday. That's like 60 minutes, 70 minutes, 80 minutes. And normally they're much shorter, shorter around five o'clock. At Animal Kingdom, we call it the four o'clock drop because they close so early. <laughs> I was going to say that's usually when Kara drops too. So, <laughs> yep. Listen, she's been up since five, y'all, for real. She's got to drop. <laughs> and what's your third one, Casey? My third one, final and last one, and I believe Kara mentioned this in our last episode, but I wanted to just shed some more light on it because it is such a cool thing that Disney does. So the merchandise pickup and delivery I'm going to pop on over to their um, website really quick. So there's three different things that Disney offers right now. So the souvenir pickup basically means that if you buy in the parks, that they will like deliver it to the front of the park and you just pick it up on the exit on your way out, right? That's currently not available, unfortunately, okay? The next one is resort hotel delivery, which, so this is, if you buy things in the parks, they will deliver it to your hotel. So instead of having to carry all that stuff around all day that you purchased or bought, they will deliver it to your hotel. Also currently not available right now, but still a really cool feature. Okay. So this is the official one. This is what they are offering right now, which you should take advantage of this. So it's the home delivery option. So what you do is if you buy merchandise in the park, you can drop that merchandise off at your resort gift shop. And what they'll do is they'll package it for you and they will ship it to your house. That is an option that is available right now. And I have unfortunately been on the wrong side of this where I have bought mugs, I've bought 
coffee and things that are kind of heavy. And I flew down to Florida for Disney and I've had to pay that additional $50 charge because my bag was overweight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So super awesome insider tip. Please know that that is available and that is in your Disney resort gift shop. Drop your things off there and they will ship it straight to your house. Um, I had a friend one time, she was telling me that her mom bought like a crock pot and they flew to Florida. And as she's walking out of world of Disney, she's like, how am I supposed to get this home? And then they discovered that you could drop it off and they'll ship it to your house. And it was literally there on their doorstep when they got home from their trip. How convenient. Come on. Is that an extra charge? It is. Okay. I did want to say that too, that it's not free. You do have to pay the shipping cost, but it beats paying my, I think I've had to pay $50 because my bag was overweight. It definitely is cheaper than that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And it depends on. Like if they put multiple things in a box. Yes. Oh, and I did read that. They will fit multiple things in a box. Like they package it for you and like write the shipping label in front of you. Super cool option. Um, Yeah. I haven't utilized it yet, but I wish that I did because my freaking bag was overweight. So it's on your bucket list. Do what? It's on your bucket list. Oh, it is. I'm going (laughs) to add that to my I'm going to add that to my bucket list. Thank you, Kay. You're amazing. Well, those are my top three insider tips. I hope you guys found those beneficial. I cannot wait to hear y'all's though. Amanda, you want to go next? Yes, I will go next. So I am specifically, my home park is Disneyland. So I'm going to focus mostly on Disneyland, but some of my tips kind of work for uh, Disney World too. But um, my first tip is to, especially if it's your first trip to Disneyland, ride the Disneyland Railroad all the way around. They call it like the Grand Circle Tour. So make sure you do that. Uh, Walt Disney was a huge fan of trains. He was all about like model trains and things like that. So definitely make sure you check out the Disneyland Railroad because it's very nostalgic and it's a piece of Walt in Disneyland, like not just things that he imagined on his own, but um, he loved trains. So it's really one of his hobbies that he brought to the park. And it's also an original opening day ride. So you check that off, um, check that box too. Um, It's a great way to just rest and recharge your like your body too. We always do it like midday when we start hitting that wall. We're like, okay, let's hop on the nearest train station and do the Grand Circle tour all the way around. Um, At Disneyland, you also get to go through the Grand Canyon. So shout out to my home state of Arizona and Sydney's too. Um, You get to go through the Grand Canyon, which is fun. And you get to go through primeval times, which is pretty cool too. And I feel like they're always updating that area. Um, which is pretty fun. So that's my first tip. I like how Casey and I over here are like, yeah, we yeah. know exactly what you're <laughs> well, talking like, about. Primeval <laughs> times, yeah. The Grand Canyon and medieval times thing, like it's just so random and you don't really mm-hmm. expect it, but you're like kind of going by it in the train. You're like, what is that? <laughs> I don't know. But it gets all dark and then they start playing the music when you go through primeval times and all of a sudden you start seeing these dinosaurs. And it's awesome. I love it, but it's so random. <laughs> Kara, Kara will love it. Casey will hate it. But both I don't of like dinosaurs. <laughs> both of you are doing it when we take you to Disneyland. Yes. Okay. 
Oh, for sure. I'll just close my eyes the whole time. Well, and Amanda, when you were talking about like how Walt like loved trains and it's such like a nostalgic thing to do, like I feel like I would get emotional, at least for me, like writing it for the first time, you know, just thinking oh, about yeah. Walt and his vision and like what it is now, like that's just awesome. Right. And it's really, you know, the perimeter of Disneyland too, is that train. And like, that's how he planned it was he wanted everything to be inside these train tracks. And I just think it's so cool. So that's my tip number one. Make sure you ride it every single trip because nostalgia. I just love it. Um, all right. So my second tip is every park day, especially when you are planning to do rope drop to close, which I am totally a rope drop to close person, plan to have a reservation at a sit down restaurant. So again, like your feet are going to be tired from hopefully park hopping from Disneyland to DCA back and forth, um, especially if you go in the summer, it's going to be warm. And those sit down restaurants have air conditioning, you will have someone bringing you food, you will have a guaranteed table, um, unlimited refills of water to hydrate. And just to take a break, plus the sit down restaurants at Disneyland and DCA, I love them. You know, you can't get those same sit-down restaurants at Disney World, so take advantage of them when you're at Disneyland. This tip kind of works for Disney World, too, because I'm totally, like, if you are doing a rope drop to close day, have a reservation, because you're going to be tired and you're going to want that midday break. We usually always do the reservations for lunchtime because it's a good midday break, um, so at Disneyland, I recommend Blue Bayou or Cafe Orleans are my favorite. New Orleans is my favorite land. So um, those are the two that I always try to get reservations for, at least one of them. Blue Bayou is on the pricier end. So do Cafe Orleans if you're looking for a little bit cheaper. And then at DCA, Lamplight Lounge is my recommendation because Sydney's like, yeah, same. Those are, my, going to... those are exactly my recommendations. Okay. Too, so I was going to ask you which ones you recommend because, but I thought they were the same. Mm -hmm. um, there are some other great options too, but those are just, you know, very Disneyland. <laughs> um, Blue Bayou is the one that's actually inside Pirates of the Caribbean. So I recommend if you can asking to sit by the water and you can wave to all the people going by on the ride. And it's just like you're dining actually in the bayou. It's so cool. Yeah. Karen, Casey, if you're not watching on YouTube, um, you should switch over because you can first of all see Casey take like physically taking notes and also <laughs> Kara and Casey just look so confused whenever Amanda and I reference Disneyland because they've never been so yeah. if you've also never been to Disneyland um, these are great tips for when you plan your trip and Pirates of the Caribbean is different like it's set up mm -hmm. different than in Disney World where you do have a restaurant like inside the start of the ride so yeah. It's really cool. Which is crazy to me. Like, good gracious. Kara, whenever I go to Disneyland, I feel like I have to go with you first because, like, you will plan my day, like, boom, 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 to the T. Like, I, I will literally get to do everything. Like, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. I will not go to Disneyland for the first time without Kara. I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to write down. That's my bucket list <laughs> with Kara. 
Yay. And really the whole Why We Disney team, because Sydney and I will be your tour guide. Like you will not need a map. We know where everything is, bathrooms, everything. We're good. We could take <laughs> you around blindfolded, I bet. <laughs> oh, I totally we should do that. No, but we should do that, actually. <laughs> that's something that's so weird about when I go to Disney World is I don't know where everything is. And it's very strange to me because I could do Disneyland with my eyes closed. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. I always know where the closest bathroom is, mm -hmm. like all of, yeah, with Disneyland, you know, every inch of that place. <laughs> yep. So cool. I can't wait for that trip. Whenever that trip is, I can't wait for it. And Amanda, you have one more, right? Yes. So my last tip, again, take notes, Casey, Kara, um, when you go to Disneyland for your first time or really anytime you go, especially if you are a Disney World and Disneyland person, um, make sure you're hitting those exclusive Disneyland rides because there are so many, and I shouldn't say rides, I should say attractions. Um, there are so many things that you can only get at Disneyland and it just adds to the nostalgia and one reason, just one of many, why Disneyland is my favorite. Because a lot of these rides that I'm going to name are my favorite rides, um, which is why I just gravitate towards Disneyland more. So like Indiana Jones, you can only get at Disneyland in California. Um, the Storybook Land Canal Boats, which I love. I always say that's like the most underrated ride at Disneyland that you can only get at Disneyland. Um, the Matterhorn, I have a love-hate relationship with that ride, but if it's your first time going to Disneyland, you have to go on it. It might break your, your back, but it's okay. It's fine. You'll recover. I've never had a serious injury. I'm learning <laughs> to fix. I'll, I'll be able to fix your back after. Yes. Thank so. you, Dr. Sydney. <laughs> um, and then there's a few dark rides. So Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is an original and it's weird. Like I will tell you it's weird going into it, but it's, you have to go on it. It's a must. Um, the Snow White Scary Adventures, which is now Snow White's Enchanted Wish, they took the scary out of it, which needed to be done. It was seriously scary. Um, so that's a Disneyland exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Casey's looking at me like it was really scary. It's like a kid ride, but it was terrifying. Like even I was scared. Wow. It's like um, dinosaur then at Disney World. Kind of, yeah. Dark and loud. They finally took out the scary. There was a point where the witch, evil queen, whatever she is, when she transforms herself into the old lady that gives the apple, she would turn around and like literally be in your face. It was scary, <laughs> scary. <laughs> yeah, creepy. Just watch a YouTube video. Um, and then there's also Pinocchio's in Fantasyland, which is exclusive to Disneyland. And then Alice in Wonderland, which I, Alice in Wonderland's my favorite dark ride. So make sure you check that one out. Um, and then over at DCA, most of those rides are exclusive to DCA because it's not a, really a duplicate of any other Disney parks. So Radiator Springs Racers is an exclusive, uh, Guardians Mission Breakout, Monsters Inc., then Credit Coaster. Make sure you're hitting all of those. And if you are trying to figure out where to get fast passes for, I recommend those exclusive Disneyland rides because if you're going to Disney World frequently, you can't get those over there. But yeah. Kara was making some faces. <laughs> Just because I definitely know what you're talking about. So when you're saying these things, I'm like thinking of like people's Instagram accounts, like, 
I've seen a car before <laughs> that must be Whittier <laughs> Springs, right? I've seen Galaxy's Edge, I think. That was one of the Ashleys. It has to be this ride. So like, I'm just trying to put two and two together, especially because a lot of Disneyland content creators right now haven't been to the parks in so long. And so I'm excited for so all the new content to come out so I can like learn more. Yeah. We can't wait to take you to Disneyland. <laughs> going to be so fun. All right, well, we're going to take a quick ad break and then we will be right back. Welcome back, guys. This is our Insider Tips episode, and now Kara and I are going to share some of our Insider Tips, but since we just heard from Amanda and are on the topic of Disneyland, I think I'm going to go next. Is that okay with you, Kara? I think that's perfectly fine. (laughs) Okay, well, my Insider Tips are also um, for Disneyland, but some of them kind of apply to Disney World as well, and my first tip is exclusive to fast passes now if you're not familiar with how disneyland does their fast passes it's pretty different from how disney world does theirs i don't know if they're going to change the system anytime soon but disneyland never kind of switched over from those paper fast passes um you still have to go to the attraction you want to fast pass for and you know whatever time scan your ticket it prints a paper fast pass Um, The only difference is that's only a reminder, like the paper fast pass only reminds you what time you're supposed to go back, but your fast pass is technically loaded onto your ticket and your account. So if you have the Disneyland app, it'll be on your account and you can still just scan your phone or scan, like I have an annual pass, I would just scan my annual pass to get my fast pass on the on the ride, but we don't have magic bands either. So (laughs) we still have to be able to take out our ticket, scan our ticket for the fast pass. But anyway, you can upgrade to what is called a max pass. Um, I believe it is like $20 per person a day. Is that right, Amanda? Yeah, it's $20. Add it onto your ticket. Add it onto your ticket. So I've never purchased it because my family deems themselves experts at fast passing. (laughs) So um, we always designate if we go in a large group, like I go with my sister, her three or four kids, like my brother-in-law, my mom, my dad, we're not all eight or nine of us trying to go to each fast pass station, scan our ticket. That takes way too long, right? So my suggestion is if you don't want to buy the extra max pass, have one person in your group be the designated fast pass runner. And so what they're going to do is they're going to take everyone's tickets or they can load everyone's tickets on their phone, which is the most convenient way to do it. You load it on your account. You have that one person run to go get a fast pass while the rest of your party gets in line for another ride, for a snack. Maybe you want to go do a walk up at a restaurant, like you know, you split up and then your fast pass runner is going to be way quicker to go grab those fast passes, scan their phone, just slide the tickets over and then they can rejoin your group and you all have fast passes that way. So this is something that we've done since I was little. My mom is the designated fast pass runner. And then 
once I became old enough, I would also do fast, fast running for our group, depending on what we were doing. But it was really convenient, especially if we wanted to get in line for a longer ride. By the time your fast pass runner catches up to you, you're like at the front of the line. So they can just hop over the rope and go on the ride with you. So that is my tip. Um, I know another family who also does this, <laughs> um, but we, we love it. And that's also how we get our 25,000 steps in one day at Disneyland. <laughs> this sounds like the Black Friday of Disneyland and I'm here for it. I'm completely here for it. It sounds like the challenge. It sounds like an amazing race and I'm, I'm down. Sign me up. Well, especially if you grew up going to the parks, you know where all the fast pass stations are. Um, you know how to like bob and weave, which is kind of like a bonus tip for you because if you're trying to get somewhere quick, I am okay. I'm notorious for bobbing and weaving in that Disney crowd. <laughs> um, but another tip is Main Street is always crowded, right? In Disneyland before the pandemic, like it is so hard to get past people on Main Street. It's just like a wall going in every direction. Um, so another like bonus tip for that is all of the gift shops on Main Street are mainly like connected. You can walk in through one end and then go out the other end all the way down Main Street. And so what I would do <laughs> when it was hot outside, especially because they have air conditioning and I wanted to like get through the crowds, I would just hop in one gift shop, hop out the other side of Main Street and then, you know, go wherever I wanted to. So that's kind of like a bonus thing. Casey's laughing at me, but it is so convenient. <laughs> Did you ever do that, Amanda? Have you ever yes, done that? Yes, definitely. Especially if you happen to be on Main Street when there's a parade. Like oh, it, just, yes. it gets crazy. So you can just cut through all those shops and you avoid all of that. Yeah. In a parade, it is literally like, it's a standstill. You can't move outside. So you have to go inside one of the gift shops on Main Street. Um, so there's a little bonus for you, <laughs> but my second tip is to utilize the park hopping between Disneyland and California Adventure. Now, I know that some people like to say one park per day and just say like, I'm going to be at Disneyland all day, or I'm going to be at California Adventure all day, but it is so convenient just to walk across the promenade. Like it takes, you know, I don't know, like 15 minutes just to walk across there and then park hop. And especially because the crowds fluctuate, you know, throughout the day. So if all of the wait times are super long at Disneyland, you don't, if you have that park hopping feature, why would you want to spend longer in Disneyland just sitting around and waiting to go on stuff when the lines are shorter at California Adventure? You could just pop over and do that. I feel like it really maximizes your time to do rides, to do, you know, get all your snacks. You can literally go on a ride at Disneyland, like go on Indiana Jones and then walk over and make your reservation for Lamplight. It is so convenient. So I, that's probably why I'm such a fan of park hopping, just because it is part of the culture at Disneyland. <laughs> um, it is just I so was going to say, I wonder if when I go to Disney van, when I go, I'm speaking it into existence, and DCA, um, that I would like park hopping more over there because it is a walk. Mm -hmm. It feels like an inconvenience to me at Disney World because and say I'm um, on in Tomorrowland, I have to go out 
two of the bus loop, take the bus over to, you know, Hollywood Studios, get from Hollywood Studios over to Galaxy's Edge. Like it just, it feels like a lot. And I'm, I'm not here for it when I can just go ride the teacups. Yeah. <laughs> Going I have a question. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. I have a question. So if, um, like, so Disneyland has released their opening date, which is awesome. Can you park cop from the opening date? Like, are they allowing you to do that? Or is it like Disney World where for a long time, like we couldn't park hop at all? They have park hopping options in the ticket. Oh, cool. So, yeah. And they'll still, I think, keep a, um, keep track of the capacity. Because there have been yeah. days... I went on the actual 60th anniversary of Disneyland and it got so crowded that I park hopped from Disneyland to DCA. And then when I tried to park hop back to Disneyland, they said, sorry, we are at max capacity. The fire marshal came and said that we cannot, they had like a huge crowd of people like waiting outside because they couldn't let anyone in um, unless people were leaving because they were at they were a fire hazard basically. Um, right. But yes, it will still be available. And like I was going to say before though, Kara, walking from Disneyland to DCA is kind of like walking from Galaxy's Edge to Tower of Terror in Hollywood. Yeah. Too. Like it's that easy. It might be easier. Like no uh, joke. It might it's be easier. So quick. Like when you said it takes 15 minutes, it takes 15 minutes if there's a line to mm-hmm. get in. But if there's no line, it's literally five minutes. When I say 15 minutes, that's leaving, like leaving the Disneyland gates, walking across the promenade and then getting in line for DCA because there's usually always like a couple people in line. If it's not crowded at all, you just walk straight through. It's a five minute walk, like gate to gate. Um, It's like, you can see the gate from one end to the other. It's really not a long distance at all. So it would be like walking. It's closer than the Epcot parking lot to the gate entrance. Yeah. See, Disney World's just doing too much. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, I do want to talk about my third and final tip, and that is mobile ordering. So I had never mobile ordered before until my last trip uh, to Disneyland, which was March 2020. And basically what happened was we were saying, oh, we're really hungry for lunch. We want to go to Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe. And we had just gotten off of like Thunder Mountain or something. And so I was going on the app to see like, okay, what does everyone want to order? And I said, oh, let's just mobile order. And, you know, we'll see how long it takes because usually it has a pretty long line. Um, That bakery actually has like two lines and they can get pretty long. So I was literally walking from Big Thunder Mountain to the bakery, which isn't a long walk at all. And by the time I walked up, they were like, yeah, we have your order. Here it is. Like it was so convenient and I didn't have to wait behind everyone. And it was way easier for us to find seating because you don't have to stand there with your food for very long. Um, So I am a huge fan of mobile ordering. Uh, And you can basically do that at Disney World too. I know now it's taking a couple hours to get your food out with mobile ordering, but just plan ahead. Um, And I do want to add just a tiny little bonus trick because I've been doing this for years, but I always suggest bringing a like refillable water bottle, or even if you have a plastic water bottle, save it and refill that. Um, And 
instead of buying like $6 bottles of Dasani water, you can go to any quick service and ask for a cup of ice water. It is cold, pour it into your water bottle, stay hydrated throughout the day. Don't get dehydrated and pass out in Disney. <laughs> and if you don't like carrying around water bottles, there are collapsible ones. Like mm-hmm. I literally hate carrying things around. I just want to go. I just want to be in Disney. Don't want anything holding me back. So I like, I hate ha- like literally my mom like has to remind me to drink water at Disney. Cause I'm just like, go, go, go. So I, I like the uh, collapsible ones. Cause they can just fit right in my lounge fly. And those most likely come with like a carabiner clip that you can just clip onto your backpack, your belt loop, whatever. So always drink water in the parks. It is hot in California. It is hot and humid in Florida. Like stay hydrated. Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Carol, why don't you share your tips now? Okay, guys, we started off with KC with Disney World. We've done our Disneyland DCA and we are coming back home to Disney World. Um, So I have three. The first one, I'm not going to spend too much time on because we're going to do a whole episode on it. How Kara Disney's it's just, it's just gonna happen, right? And so the first one is obvious. I feel like I'm the, the poster child for this is rope drop. And I don't mean just a regular rope drop people. I mean, military time rope dropping. <laughs> um, so basically how this works for me is if Magic Kingdom, Casey's like cracking up. If Magic Kingdom opens at eight, you're at least getting to park entrance, not to your gate, not to your bus, park entrance people by seven, an hour before, which means you're probably getting on your bus at 6.45. And yes, they do run an hour plus early. Don't let resort TV lie to you. They are such liars. I'm going to say this till the end of times. It's like, oh, your buses will run 45 minutes prior to, no, no, they don't. Um, when you, when you get into your resort, you can go and look at your bus times on the app on the My Disney Experience app, and you'll start seeing it at 6.30 AM. Bus leaves at 6.37 for Magic Kingdom. Bus leaves at 6.49 for Animal Kingdom. So that's your tip number one. I'm not going to go on too much because there'll be a full episode. So stay tuned. Uh, I think we, we got a lot of park closers here, so I'm not even going to (laughs) discuss I do drop and close sometimes. And yeah, I do too. Person. Yes. Um, so my second one, and this is kind of depending on how often you go to the parks. Right now, unfortunately, I'm trying to change this, but unfortunately, I'm only getting there once a year. So if you're like a not so often person, I'm going to talk about restaurants. And if you're an often person, I'm going to talk about snacks. And with our Disney bucket list challenge, it's, and just, with COVID and not knowing what life will do or if we'll have Disney tomorrow, just try something new. Um, So right now I'm trying to go to new restaurants. And let me tell you, the theming and the food and everything is so worth it, even if you just try one new one. Now, um, I was fortunate enough to try five new restaurants on my latest trip. It was the Sci-Fi drive-in in Hollywood Studios, Topolino's Terrace, which I feel like deserves its own episode now, um, Cinderella's Royal Table, and I was incredibly hosted by Earl of Sandwich and Planet Hollywood, which were both 
new to me. I was also hosted by Chicken Guy, but I've been there before. But five new ones. So that's all on my list. But someone um, like Casey, who maybe goes a little bit more often and who's not a foodie, but should still try some snacks. Uh, there's just so many new things. Even think about all the new things that are in Epcot's pavilions that come out. Or like maybe trying one iconic thing in each land of Disney. Just like think of the possibilities there. And I know food is something that like, I don't really thrive over that much, but I feel like there's just so much um, education through food. And like, why does the Germany Pavilion have this? Or why are they serving this in Africa over at um, Animal Kingdom? So there's a lot, especially for parents that you can teach your kids or teach your friends through the culture of food. So I want to bring that to everyone's attention. Try something new. I know what's on my list already. I added it is Tony's town. Ever since we talked about it, Casey, Tony's town square or something. Cause it's Italian. No one told me that. No one was trying to let your friend know. I'm like obsessed with pasta. My whole like life is pasta. So I've, I've got to go there. That's the next very one. Cute. You love it. They're very cute. And then apparently it's like Lady and the Tramp themed. It is. Okay, I didn't even know this existed. So is sleeping like, when you walk in. <laughs> Amanda, have you ever been there? I've never been there, but I've seen people review it and it looks cute inside. What's your favorite restaurant at Disney World? Oh gosh. So at Magic Kingdom, we tried Skipper Canteen this past trip and I fell in love. It was amazing. So I highly recommend that. I love be our guests for like the atmosphere, but I wasn't super impressed with the food. Yeah, I felt the same way because I went to be our guest on my last Disney World trip. But um, my family really loves Liberty Tree Tavern and yeah. everything is like family style and the food is just really good. Yeah, it's a, um, that one's a little pricey. We've I've never done that one. That's actually something that I would really like to do is the Liberty Tree Tavern. Um, but I hear like, I hear it's super good. Like it's pricey, but it's worth it. That's what I hear. Yeah. And it's like all you can eat. They'll just keep bringing you food until you tell them to stop. And I kid you not, we had so many skillets of dessert. They have like a toffee cake that was just amazing. And my family was rolling out of there. We're like, we may need a nap. (laughs) I'm starving right now. Can we move on? I'm sorry. Oh, I'm starving. into so I've got a lot of new things to try and um my last thing and this is something that I didn't know I wanted my last thing to be and I really wanted it to relate to everyone is when we're at Disney um there's so many of us that go on these family trips and you know we want to disconnect we want to like not be on our phone because we want to give all of our attention to the person like me and my mom on our special mother daughter trips or my friend Rachel her first time. But my tip actually is to not be afraid to be on your phone. And I know this sounds very strange, but it's because so much of Disney now is becoming your phone. You're scanning in on your phone. You're taking pictures on your phone. If you're not getting memory maker, you're checking bus times on your phone. You're looking at wait times on your phone. You're mobile ordering now on your phone. So a lot of the experience now is going to be on your phone. So if you catch yourself and you're like, oh my God, I seem to be on my phone still. Like, why is my battery low? It's becoming the culture. 
to be on your phone and everything being on a magic band, maybe not Disneyland, they still have paper stuff, but um, the culture is becoming very techie and very everything on this. So if this is scary to you, um, please do some research with the My Disney Experience app. So you're not on your phone that much. Um, and you can just quick look up some wait times, do, do, do. You can do some quick mobile orders, do, do, do. And then you can turn it off, but don't be afraid to pull this out. Yeah. That's my first one. I would say bring a battery pack too. If you're worried about like, you're on your phone too much and your phone going dead, I have to bring a battery pack every single time I go, every time. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Awesome. That's three things from all of us, plus some bonuses. So I hope that all of you got so much information here today. I want to give a special shout out again to our social media manager, Amanda. It has been a pleasure having you on, and we hope to have you on again in the future. I'm going to give another special shout out. It is Cinco de Mayo, but most importantly, it is my mother's birthday. So happy birthday, mom. I hope you have an absolutely amazing day and we got to plan another Disney trip soon. But other than that, <laughs> um, don't forget the Why We Disney team is around you all the time on your phone, actually. You can subscribe to our YouTube. You can subscribe to our newsletter where you'll get some more information and details. And of course, all the other social medias. But we hope you enjoyed our Disney Parks Insiders. And from us to you, have a magical day. Bye. Bye.